What's going on, guys? And welcome to the very first episode of the Eagles Gauntlet podcast. I'm your host, LJ Nessler, and I am here with my co-host, Samuel Goldberg. How are we doing today, Sam? You know, it's a great day to talk about Eagles football, and especially with this episode, our first episode, you know, it's super prevalent. We have the NFL draft coming up, and we got our first round predictions here, and I'm quite excited to start the, I would argue, one of the best Eagles podcasts out there. I'm ready to start this with you. I'm super excited. Today we'll be doing a first round mock draft, all 32 picks. Um, so let's just hop right into it. Uh, you got the first pick. What do you got going on there, Sam? Well, first overall pick, absolute no-brainer of a pick for the Jaguars. Like, obviously, they're going to go Trevor Lawrence here. They would have to be on crack if they didn't go Trevor Lawrence. I mean, uh, arguably the best quarterback in the draft. By far the best quarterback in the draft and arguably the best since Andrew Luck, which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that pick. You get uh, you get your franchise guy for Urban Meyer. They got some great weapons. There, there's nothing. The Jaguars cannot mess this pick up. There's physically no way that they can mess this pick up. So, Absolutely not. Moving on to the second overall pick, we have the New York Jets and – Personally, I think they should take Justin Fields here. I have him as quarterback too, but I think they're just in love with Zach Wilson. I I just think Zach Wilson's their guy. It, Adam Scheffner reported that uh, the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson when he's there, which when Adam Scheffner says something, that's always what happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this pick, Sam? Um, yeah, I personally, I personally don't like Justin Fields. I feel like he's just another Ohio State guy. I think he's just another Dwayne Haskins. I really hope he, I really hope he proves me wrong. But uh, again, Zach Wilson is a solid quarterback for a Jets team that did lose Sam Darnold. I would agree with that. They moved on from Sam Darnold. I think they could have went Kyle Pitts here, which I know you're a big Kyle Pitts fan, Mm -hmm. but they moved on from Sam Darnold. They got great draft capital. Zach Wilson is an amazing addition. He's their franchise quarterback. He really could be the guy moving forward. Indeed. All righty. Moving on with the third overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they do they do have Garoppolo, but obviously he won't be there forever. I think San Francisco goes quarterback but it's not the quarterback you expect. I think they go Trey Lance with third overall pick in the NFL draft. Trey Lance has a strong arm. He's mobile. He kind of fits He kind of fits the offensive mold that San Francisco has. They have the wide receivers, have the running back. They just need to get the right quarterback. And I believe Trey Lance will fit the mold of that offense and absolutely take that offense to a whole new level. Oh, I totally agree with that. And San Francisco, they were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They were a few plays away from winning it. They just, they were a quarterback away from winning the Lombardi Trophy. They get their guy, Trey Lance. I love the trade of moving up from 12 to three, even though they gave up a lot. They have a great team, a superstar coach in Kyle Shanahan. Pairing up Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan is going to be scary for defenses, to say the mm-hmm. least. And that game plan... The, that defense is well to face, they won't know what to do. When you got Debo Samuel crossing the field and you got, and you got their other talented wide receivers as well, it's, it's going to be scary. There's going to be a lot of movement in that offense. 
uh, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. That's a scary, that's a scary trio of receivers. They can really do everything with the ball in their hands. And Trey Lance can do so much with the ball in his hands. All four of those guys can take it to the house on any given bit. And with the fourth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. They got Matt Ryan. A lot of people think he's getting up there in age. Matt Ryan's still one of the best quarterbacks in football, and that's not going to change. But that will change if you get them Kyle Pitts because he may become the leading passer in football if you add Kyle Pitts into this offense that already has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. You add Kyle Pitts, you have this trio of receivers that might be the best trio in all of football. I agree with that 100%. And I honestly feel like that if they add Kyle Pitts to this team, you, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and then now you add a tight end in Kyle Pitts, who, what, who, what defense is going to stop that trio of, of receivers? Yes. It's, it's going to be scary. And they, if they do take Kyle Pitts, it will be my hot take that they will be the number one offense in football. And Matt Ryan has over 5,000 yards. Oh, wow. I like that. I like that prediction because adding Kyle Pitts to the team now adds and the defense needs to guard another talented receiver. They can't, they now, they now have to force themselves to double Ridley, double Jones. And now you leave Pitts in on a one-on-one situation. Touchdown or big any yards. It's it, no brainer. And also one more point I want to add on here. The Falcons are notorious for driving the football down the field and stalling in the red zone. You, you add on Kyle Pitts, that that's going to change that. Yeah, it, it, it's a no brain. It's a no brainer pick for the Falcons at four to take Kyle Pitts. Totally agree. All right, moving on with the fifth pick, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, and you know, slight toss up here because. There's, there's a lot of argument arguments within the Bengals fan base if they should take an offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow or if they should just say, screw it, let's take a wide receiver and just add to our young core. And I personally think they will go wide receiver and they will take the best wide receiver in this draft class off the board, Jamar Chase. Just kind of match Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase back up again. But, again, both played at LSU, both had stellar seasons at LSU, and it's just a no-brainer pick here for the Bengals at five. Crawfish Burrow reunites with his superstar receiver and Jamar Chase. That's an amazing duo. You add on Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon. If the Bengals' offensive line comes to play, they could be a scary team. Mm -hmm. That offense will be 100% scary. I think the one thing that could slow them down is that offensive line. If they got Jonah Jackson, who is a great young tackle, but besides that, the rest of that line is kind of not the best. They need to protect Burrow. And if Burrow can get the ball out quickly, I think Jamar Chase helps with that a lot. Moving on to the sixth pick, we have the Miami Dolphins who traded up with the Eagles. The Eagles got a first round pick. A lot of scouts, and analysts think that was a little bit of an overpay on Miami, but they there's a lot of rumors they could trade down later to the mid-teens. But for the sake of this mock draft, we are doing no trades. I think a perfect fit here in a perfect world is Jalen Waddle. Reunite Jalen Waddle with Tua. 
He's a receiver that can do everything with the ball in his hands. The most explosive college receiver we've seen in the past decade, one could say. If Waddle could stay healthy, he's had some problem with injuries with that ankle. But you you got to love Jalen Waddle to number six. I, I again I agree with that 100%. Jalen Waddle really fits the dynamic of the offense in Miami, and I honestly think that you really can't judge a quarterback based off their first year. Yeah, Tua did struggle a lot, uh, just getting the ball out and finding an open receiver, but I think that changed. I think he, I think he has a better sophomore season in the NFL, and I think just adding Jalen Waddle will just give him a guy that he has chemistry with to just breathe and throw the ball in the pocket and do good things in Miami. And one last thing I want to say about the Dolphins is they had so much young players on that team. Two will be going into his second year. They played three rookie offensive linemen, a ton of snaps with all four of those guys going into their second year. That's really going to change this Dolphins team. You add in Jalen Waddle, who already has a ton of chemistry with Tua going to a national championship game with them. That's an amazing addition. Mm-hmm. And speaking of uh, interesting teams, moving on to pick number seven here, we have the Detroit Lions. And they just made a complete switch at quarterback. They shipped out uh, Matt Stafford. He went to the Los Angeles Rams. And in exchange, they got uh, Jared Goff, which Jared Goff, in my opinion, I like Jared Goff. He's a good quarterback. I think he's severely underrated in the NFL. I just think he didn't he he loves he loves his he loves his wide receivers and there were just too many injuries to the wide receivers with the Rams and me personally Jared Goff coming to the Lions is a change of scenery he can he can breathe and just kind of kind of rewrite a story in Detroit. Now also, Detroit lost Kenny Galladay, so that that's not good. So it's kind of a toss-up of who they really go here at seven. Do they add to their defense, or do they draft a wide receiver? I think they take the best corner in the draft. I think they go Patrick Sertain, second out of Alabama with the seventh overall pick. I love that pick. They took Okuda with their first pick last year. Third overall, now certain seven overall. That is a scary, scary, scary duo in the back, the secondary with certain Okuda. That's a scary duo, indeed. And yeah, yeah, Jared Goff won't have that many wide receivers to throw to. I mean, his number one, I mean, number, I mean, right now, his number one is Tyrod Williams and then Brashad Perriman and Quintus Cephas. So Again, they, yeah, they don't have that many wide receivers, but again, they have TJ Hawkinson as well. So, I mean, there are plenty of talented wide receivers in the second that could go in the second round to Detroit. And yeah, Detroit's still stuck in that rebuilding phase as they have been for a while. So again, Detroit, I think they go Patrick Sertain just to bolster that defense a little bit and kind of just kind of know that they have a defense and they just need to work on their offense and bring weapons around Jared Goff. I love that pick. Um, I really love that pick, as I said, but going back to your wide receiver, Jared Goff loving his receivers, two of his favorite receivers, Cooper cup and um, Brandon cooks, both were slot receivers. 
he loves his slot receivers, getting the ball out quick and over the middle of the field. This receiver class is stacked in day two and three with slot receivers. I think that's where the Lions could target a slot for Jared Goff. And getting Sertain now, who is the best defensive player in this draft, an amazing pick. And now we have the Carolina Panthers at number eight, and who just traded for maybe potentially, who knows, their franchise quarterback, Sam Darnold. You got DJ Moore. You got um, Robbie Anderson, who's reuniting with Sam Darnold. There's been a lot of memes going around that wherever Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson goes, Sam Darnold has to follow. <laughs> um, but they got Christian McCaffrey. They have a, a not a great offensive line. And that's why I think they take Penny Sewell, who I don't know how he slipped to number eight. And I think that could happen in real life. I think a team could trade up with Miami at six. The Bengals could take him at five. But in this mock draft, Penny Sewell slips to number eight. If the, if the Panthers can pull that off, that's an amazing pick in my opinion. Yeah, I like that. Just to add the protection to Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold really hasn't had a fair NFL career because he's been with the Jets. And Adam Gase. Yeah. By far the worst NFL team and the worst NFL head coach, I would I would argue. I love I, – I absolutely love Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He was just with a not-so-good team. Now he's got wide receivers, and you're adding Penny Sewell to that mediocre line to make it a little bit better. I say give it some time, and Carolina could be back knocking on the door of the playoffs again in three years, I would say. I, I totally agree with that. And Penny Sewell, he's a guy that makes the whole offensive line better because Sam Darnold, they don't have to scheme for that left edge rusher facing the line. They don't have to scheme for that. You can just say, Sewell, go, go shut down their, um, their left uh, edge rusher. That's an amazing addition to that that Panthers team. And now we have the Broncos at nine. What do you got going on there, Sam? So Drew Locke, uh, he was a failed process for Denver. Um, not much to say there. They have great wide receivers. They do have an interesting running back by committee, but honestly, their, their offensive line is okay. But I think they take their quarterback to the future here. I think they got Justin Fields at nine and – I hope Justin Fields doesn't turn out to be another typical Ohio State quarterback. I really hope he proves me wrong. But I just think just Justin Fields will flourish in Denver just because of the wide receivers that they have. And Justin Fields to the Broncos is a solid pick. I, I really love that pick. And I think Fields is going to arguably the best – I'd say the second best behind San Francisco – quarterback friendly team that's taken a quarterback I would not like to go to the Jaguars or Jets I think Justin Fields is a winner of this top 10 you add on Jerry Judy who's spectacular you add on Cortland Sutton who's coming back from injury you add on Noah Fant who's a superstar young tight end you got a trio of amazing receivers Melvin Gordon's a solid back the Broncos could really make some noise Mm -hmm. I agree with that so moving on now to pick number 10 our hated rivals, the Dallas Cowboys. What do you got? What do you got going on with the Cowboys? Uh, I am happy Patrick Sertan is off the board to say the least. I think all Eagles fans, if Sertan goes before Dallas, where we trade up to get Sertan, 
I think just him not going to Dallas is a breath of fresh air. But Eagles fans don't get happy yet because I have Dallas taking Rashawn Slater with a 10th overall pick. Slater is a superstar. Really, he can play every position on that line. So it's it's kind of rude to call him a tackle or call him a guard, which a lot of scouts like to do. But Rashawn Slater, he can slide in. He can replace Tyron Smith in two to three years. He's getting up there in age. He's also had some back injuries. He could take over for Connor Williams on the left guard position or Tyler Biadaz on the inside of that line. He's really a valuable addition to a, a depleted Dallas front five. He's going to be Dak Prescott's best friend, and he can learn from two of the best tackles and guards in football and Lyle Collins and Zach Martin. I like that pick. I mean, again, Dak Prescott, with just the weapons he has, that team is so scary. I mean, yeah, their defense is a little off, because with Dak Prescott, he shouldn't have to be putting up 42 points a game and still losing the game. Like, their defense played so poorly. And for the guys that they have on that defense, it was kind of odd to see him play that poorly. But, again, I love the Rashawn Slater pick. Great addition to that offensive line the Cowboys have. And I think Slater will make the, the whole team better. All right, moving on to pick number 11, we have the New York Giants, who, wow, what an offseason, to say the least. Acquired one of the best wide receivers in football in Kenny Galladay. I mean, that the Eagles are going to have a tough time guarding him. And it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun watching those games. But I mean, You got Kenny Galladay, you have a healthy Saquon Barkley. Oh, man. Sterling Shepard, that team is scary. But the Giants, their season depends on how Daniel Jones plays. Daniel Jones is off. They're not going to have a good season. The Giants, their season depends on Daniel Jones. And, however, I don't think they go offensive side of the ball here. I think they add to their already stellar linebacking core with Blake Martinez. I think they add Micah Parsons to that linebacking core and to just bolster that defense. Well, we had Dallas taking Slater, and now we have the Giants taking Micah Parsons. Not looking so great for the Eagles going up against these two teams. Micah Parsons... Parsons is a superstar. He he is going to be he might be the best linebacker in football in three years. He's that good. And that that's not that's not a position thrown around lightly because you have so many great linebackers in football nowadays. Mm-hmm. Parsons on that defense, you add on a Dory Jackson who they got in free agency. That defense is going to be scary. And Mika Parsons I, is a great addition to that. I agree with that hundred percent. So Kind of the pick of this podcast. Who do you have the Eagles taking at 12? Um, well, I am a big Patrick Sertain believer, but I don't think the Eagles could trade back off the six to get him. That's there's no way they could do that. I don't think we have a shot at Sertan. Jalen Waddle, I really don't think we have a shot at him, but I think we get that Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. Finally, Howie Roseman takes the obvious pick 
Finally, he does that, and he takes Devonta Smith from Alabama. Devonta Smith, what he'll if he if the Eagles do draft, what a much needed kind of breath of fresh air wide receiver. Rager, I think he'll do well in his sophomore season because Sirianni, that guy, just loves to talk about football. And Fulgham, if he you know he played through an injury all of last year with his with that ankle. I think he'll have a better season. And then adding Devontae Smith to that young core, I think that that's, that's a pretty scary young core right there. I totally agree with that. And I think Devontae Smith is that number one receiver that they could take the Eagles offense to another level in a way because they have Dallas Goddard, you got Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, who's solid. And then John Hightower and Chris Watkins are two guys that I do really like. Yeah, and that just goes to show that the, the kind of the depth that's on this Eagles roster at wide receiver. And I think Devontae Smith would just absolutely just take the wide receiver court a, a whole new level. And totally agree with that. And I think De- Devontae Smith pairing up with former Alabama teammate Jalen Hurts, I think that would be a scary duo. And a lot of people forget Jalen Hurts was at Alabama, and he did play with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, so he does have chemistry there. Well, moving on now to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, arguably, they have one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL in Justin Herbert. I really like Justin Herbert. He's an incredible quarterback. He can absolutely launch the football. Um, the running back situation is great. They have the wide receivers. However, their offensive line – just isn't all there. That's why I think they take Christian Darasal from out of Virginia Tech, 13th overall pick to kind of add protection to uh, Justin Herbert. I really love that pick. As you said, they got great weapons. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Herbert's a great superstar quarterback. Christian Darasal out of Virginia Tech is that franchise blindside tackle that can really take this offense to another level. With the 14th pick, we have the Minnesota Vikings, who had a, a down year, but their defense, it was replacing a lot of veterans like Xavier Rhodes with a lot of rookies, and I think that really hurt them. And I think their offense, it did play very well at the end of the year, and it was not the reason the Vikings struggled. But I think they add to this offense nonetheless, and I think they take Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC – I really love that pick for Minnesota. I I like that pick as well um, for for the Vikings solely because that you know you you give Kirk Cousins a little bit more protection, which is good. And honestly, quite I, honestly, it's a toss up what they could do at fourteen. Um, they could go defense. Uh, they could even they could even if they wanted to they could even go wide receiver if they wanted to and really just show that hey we can take anybody and just bring them in. So I mean they could they could pair up Justin Jefferson and Terrence Marshall again. That that would be an interesting dynamic duo right there. That would be very scary to say the least. Well, moving on now to the 15th overall pick, the New England Patriots, uh, who did re-sign Cam Newton over the offseason, which was kind of surprising. Um, overall, though, um, I realistically don't see the Patriots 
sticking with Cam Newton a whole a whole lot. And Mac Jones is kind of that Tom Brady-esque type guy. Your pocket passer, not really mobile. That's the game plan that Bill Belichick likes. He, he likes those types of quarterbacks. And I just feel like having Mac Jones at 15, that's an, it's an obvious choice for Belichick and the New England Patriots. I totally agree with that. Mac Jones falls to 15. There was a ton of teams that already had a quarterback. I love that pick for New England. You get uh, a quarterback that's been to national championship games as a backup, won it as a starter. That's an amazing pick. And he's a, like you said, a Tom Brady-esque quarterback. He is New England written all over him. At pick 16, we have the Arizona Cardinals who have a dynamic offense. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Cliff Kingsbury is a young coach that is learning how to coach in the NFL, but he has had a dynamic offense and a dynamic front seven. I think what the Cardinals are missing is that number one corner. And I think J.C. Horn could potentially be that superstar corner. I'd say J.C. Horn is the most talented corner in this draft. I think Sertan is the most technically sound. And I think J.C. Horn holds corner holds receivers too much and relies on his hands. And that's bad because in college, he's the most athletic player in his matchup 99% of the time. But in the yeah. NFL, where he's going up against people with the same athleticism as him, it, it's a whole different level. Yeah, I absolutely like that pick in J.C. Horn. The interesting thing, though, is that their, their running back situation, um, it's it's kind of in a state of flux. Yeah, they did get um, James Conner. Chase Edmonds is a good option at running back as well. I mean, we, you could also see the Cardinals go running back at 16 as well. But the J.C. Horn pick adding to – adding to their already talented defense. I like that as well. I think if the Cardinals were going to go running back, I think they trade down with potentially maybe the Titans or Jets or Steelers to get some extra value and get a running back. Because as we know in today's NFL, running backs are not taken super high, which is Mm -hmm. kind of unfortunate to see. Moving on to pick 17 here. And we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Honestly, I feel like this is kind of a – I think this is kind of an easy pick for them because they have the wide receivers. They have their running back. They have their tight end. It's just their offensive line is just not all there. And I just think easy pick for the Raiders is Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. I I love that pick. Tevin Jenkins is a superstar tackle out of Oklahoma State, and he's he's not not a loved prospect in this draft, but nobody really knows who Tevin Jenkins is. Tevin Jenkins is a superstar tackle that could be as high as the third offensive lineman taken. I don't think he's taken over Sewell or Slater, but he's an amazing addition, and he could be the best offensive lineman in this draft when it's all said and done. And with the 18th pick, I have the Miami Dolphins selecting Michigan edge rusher Quiddy Pay to help bolster that front four that really struggled to get pressure. Miami got pressure from blitzing linebackers and safeties, but the front four really struggled to get natural pressure. I think Quiddy Pay is an athletic freak that can really 
bring that to Miami's front four. Absolutely love that pick in Kuwiti Pay, uh, one of the premier edge rushers in this draft uh, from Michigan. Uh, one thing he does struggle, though, is uh, getting position on the inside. He's very strong going around the outside, so we'll see how his development goes uh, with the Dolphins, see if he can become into that dual-threat rusher uh, going inside and outside. I agree with your take there. He he has the potential to be a great inside edge rusher. The it's a, he's going to be an outside edge rusher at the the NFL, but he can be a guy like Brandon Graham for the Philadelphia Eagles. They can slot in the inside and really give defenses nightmares on who to put put on Quiddy Pay. Moving on to the nineteenth pick, we have the Washington Football Team. What do you think there, Sam? So Washington Football Team. Kind of in an interesting spot. Alex Smith retires, so that means you're probably going to go with Heineke as your starting quarterback. Really interesting story, Heineke, just from the XFL. Stone Cold Steve Austin and beers in the locker room. Now he's a starter on an NFL team. Put his life on the line in that playoff game. I mean, that was a fun playoff game to watch against the Buccaneers. I thought he was going to pull it off. I really thought he was going to pull off the upset. But, again, overall, Washington football team, really, really interesting team. Picked up Curtis Samuel as well. That offense is looking good. But I really think they add to their defensive side. And I think they draft Jeremiah Sokorma out of Notre Dame, the linebacker, just to add another dynamic level of defense to their linebacking core. Dynamic is the, it's the word that comes to mind when you think of Owusu Cuomo. You got that front four in Washington, Chase Young, led by Chase Young. They have just six guys that can be superstars in the NFL and they're all super young. But the back seven is the problem they have. Owusu Cuomo can play anywhere on the back seven honestly besides the two corner spots he can play pretty much anywhere he's a guy that I think can fly around the field he's an amazing addition if in my opinion well now we have the most bleak pick coming up at 20 with the Bears and I'll tell you what do you got for us um well Allen Robinson does not want to be in Chicago I, I don't know if anybody really sees that it's not like He's constantly tweeting about him wanting to leave Chicago and asking for trades. But every week it seems that there's this new Allen Robinson does not want to be in Chicago report. So I think that's why they kind of reach here and they take Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Rashad, Rashad Bateman, he's a really good receiver in uh, Minnesota. But is he worth – is he worth a pick to the Bears? I mean, the Bears are known for making dumb mistakes, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past them if they reach this far to take Bateman, because they were. I mean, their quarterback situation is just not good. I mean, you want the best quarterback available is Davis Mills from uh, Stanford, but I don't think they'll reach that far in the first round and take him. I'd hope I mean, not. I mean, you never you never know what the Bears are going to do. They took Trubisky over at Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Sorry for all our Chicago listeners that are probably clicking off now. But <laughs> um, I, I think Bateman is 
a great pick. And I also think they could trade down maybe Cleveland, maybe even New Orleans, and they could still get Bateman at that pick. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Well, moving on now to the team that the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to, we have the Indianapolis Colts, and this team just screams playoffs. Like, they have everything. They really do. And, I I mean, if I'm Carson Wentz, I love the situation that I just got put in. You have three amazing running backs. You have a wide receiver core that's incredible. You have two tight ends. Uh, You have an outstanding defense. My only concern is that offensive line, so that's why I think the Colts will take Samuel Cosme out of Texas just to kind of give that depth to the offensive line and protect Carson Wentz. I really love that pick, if you ask me. Samuel Cosme can come in, replace Anthony Catanzo, who was a superstar left tackle that just retired. I really love that pick and a great blindside tackle for Carson Wentz. Now, moving on here, uh, the, 20, the 22nd pick, uh, the Tennessee Titans. Kind of can go anywhere with the Titans. What do, you, what do you think, LJ? I really love this pick, if you ask me. the Caleb Farley is my pick, and I love it because – Caleb Farley is this super athlete that gets compared to Jalen Ramsey. He's had a ton of injuries, especially with his back, which is scary for teams. And he's not the most technically sound corner. His technique for a first round corner is quite underwhelming. I think if he goes somewhere like Tennessee, that is great at taking these athletic stars and making them great, like Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. I think they add on another super freak athlete and make him a superstar. And that's Caleb Farley. Yeah, I like I like that pick. It really fills that void that Adore that Adore Jackson provided with Tennessee. He went to the Giants, so I really like that pick. I kind of fill in kind of fill in the role for Adore Jackson. Caleb Farley uh, is a really good pick for the Titans. I'm surprised he he's fallen all the way down to 22, but I really I really think that Caleb Farley is a great pick for the Titans. And now with the 23rd pick, we have the New York Jets. Sam, who do you think that the Jets are going to take? All right, so they got Zach Wilson, right? The second overall pick. Now moving on to the 23rd. Um, really, you can go anywhere with this pick, honestly. Um, the Jets, they kind of need everything at the moment. I mean, you could, I mean, they do have a couple good wide receivers. Uh, that's why I don't think they go wide receiver here. I think they go on the defensive side of the ball. And I think they add to their I think they add to their okay defensive line. And I think they go Christian Barmore, uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama with a 23rd pick. I love that pick. You're adding, you're pairing Barmore up with his former teammate in Quinn and Williams. And Robert Sala loves to build through that front four. You add Christian Barmore and Quinn and Williams in the middle of that defense. That's a scary, that's a scary duo for the next seven, eight years, if they can keep both of them under contract. Yeah, they also have Vinnie Curry on that line and Sheldon Rackins as well. I mean, that, that, trio, that trio of defensive tackles, it's going to look like the Eagles in there. That's a, that's a scary, scary defensive line. And Joe Douglas was with Philadelphia a couple of years ago when, he, when we won the Super Bowl. We know how the Eagles love their defensive linemen. Joe Douglas loves his defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the TikTok meme of the NFL with everybody dancing, Juju Smith-Schuster and 
Chase Claypool, an amazing duo. Ben Roethlisberger had a underwhelming year when you watched him. Statistically, he was a very good quarterback. But all of his throws, there were just dump-offs to let his receivers go to work. And they did not have a good run game at all. James Conner did not have a good year. I think they they take a running back here. We see our first running back go, and that is Najee Harris out of Alabama. Absolutely love, love that pick. Uh, Najee Harris is a scary, scary dude coming into the NFL. You know, he's got that Derrick Henry power combined with that Aaron Jones speed. I mean, watch out. I mean, the dude can also leap over people. He's a freak athlete. And with the Steelers picking him up, with their offensive line that they have, fantasy owners better get Najee Harris (laughs) for the Steelers because he's going to have a stellar year if he goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that could really make the Steelers – if Roethlisberger plays like he did last year, which was not great, but he manages the load and manages everything, I think the Steelers could honestly make a deep run in the playoffs. I do agree with that. Um, with the Steelers, it's either going to be an 11-5 season or a 5-11 season. It's all about how Roethlisberger plays. Totally agree. Actually, we got 17 games this year, which is kind of kind of weird to, to think oh, about. yeah. That's true. So it'll either be an eleven and six season <laughs> or a six and eleven season. Kind of a, the odd number of games is going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Just that extra week is going to be like, oh, more football. Uh, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Moving on here, uh, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars again. They got their future quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and now they need to protect him. So, honestly, easy pick here. Creed Humphrey, offensive lineman out of Oklahoma. Best best guy that's available on the board. I just uh, – that's a no-brainer. Uh, you got to protect Trevor Lawrence. I totally agree. I The Jaguars have solid young offensive linemen, but Creed Humphrey really can play anywhere on the line on the three inside position, center, and both guard spots. Creed Humphrey is going to get thrown around the line a lot in his first two years just due to being a rookie and having to fill a lot of voids and with the Jaguars going through a rebuilding phase. I think he's going to be Trevor Lawrence's best friend. Indeed. So we're moving on to the dog town now, Clinton Browns. LJ, what do you got for us at 26? Well, we all know the Browns just got to Davion Clowney. They have Miles Garrett up there as well. That back four is electric. Um, Grant Delpit. John Johnson, amazing safety duo. I think they take Jalen Phillips with the 26th pick. And personally, I have Phillips as my highest graded edge rusher. He's had a bad injury history at UCLA, tearing his ACL three times in a row, I believe it was, which is scary. Came to Miami, really his first year of college football. And he was a superstar, a force to be reckoned with. I love this pick. I like this pick as well. I mean, just adding to that already scary defensive line. I mean, the Browns are now honestly one of the best football teams in the NFL. I mean, just their offense. They have an incredible defense. I mean, this team is just – it's its nice to see how much of a turnaround they've had uh, 
over the past five years, from going from one of the worst football teams to making the playoffs to really good story for the Browns. I'm glad that they're taking it. They're taking Jalen Jalen Phillips to just add to that already talented defensive line. Totally agree with that. Now we have the Browns hated division rival. It seems like a lot of division rivals are picking back to back. We have the Baltimore Ravens. Sam, who do you have going to John Harbaugh's team? Jim so, Harbaugh's team. My bad. My bad. So the interesting thing about Baltimore, right? They have two first round picks. I think the first one. I think the first one that they have, like that they have right now, they go to their one of their biggest weak points on defense, and that's safety. Really don't like Deshaun Elliott. Really don't like Chuck Clark. One guy that I really like, however, is safety Trayvon Mooring at TCU to kind of fill that void for the Ravens and that safety position. Totally agree. They have a great front four. Patrick Queen's a great young star linebacker. They have Marcus Peters and uh, Marlon Humphrey, amazing corner duo. Chuck Clark is that not a great player, but he's that spiritual leader of a defense that all defenses need. Mm-hmm. Morig really adds another level to that defense, another another electric playmaker. And as you said, they have two first-round picks. We really could see them take a wide receiver or potentially take a tackle at 31. Yeah, and also they could they and yeah the re, the reason why I haven't taken safety is because in their defense like their defense like they have Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Clayus Campbell, Tyce Bowser, LJ Fort like such a stacked defense but it's just kind of that back safety that they just need to add a little bit more depth to and I feel like Trayvon Mooring just kind of completes the mold for that defense. Totally agree with that. Now we have the New Orleans Saints losing Drew Brees. Could they take a quarterback? I don't think David Mills, Kellen Mond, or Kyle Trask can win them many games. So it's really, in my opinion, either best available player or best scheme fit. And I think Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, super underrated corner, technically sound, super athletic, gets involved in the run game as a tackler on the outside of the field, which is very important for corners. I really love that pick and pairing up with Marshawn Lattimore and a scary front four. They need all the defensive help they can get with, uh, without Drew Brees there anymore. Absolutely love this pick. Just adding another, just adding another level to this defense. Greg Newsome is such a technically good corner and he, he does have some room for improvement. And I feel like the culture there, in New Orleans, he'll just really come into his own there and just kind of hold his own in the, the corner position. And the thing with a lot of first-round corners is Sertan, Horn, and even Farley may have to be the number one corners right away. Greg Newsom will not need to be the number one corner. If Marshawn Lattimore, if everything is okay legally with him, he will be the number one corner, obviously. Greg Newsom will be the number two, and he can really develop behind Lattimore, and that can turn into a scary duo. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Moving on now to the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah, I don't think they surprise us and take another quarterback. I mean, they need to give Aaron Rodgers some help. I mean, Devontae Adams every week is getting double or triple covered. And they need another wide receiver to get to just 
kind of take the pressure off of Williams and just give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. Don't get me wrong. Tunyon was a nice surprise this year at tight end, but I just think another wide receiver would help this offense a little more. That's why I think they go Terrence Marshall Jr. wide receiver out of LSU. I just really think he's a dark horse wide receiver in this draft and really no one's really giving him any attention. I, I love that pick. And first off, let's talk about his attention. When you're playing in an offense that has Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Joe Burrow, and then Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, you're not going to get a lot of attention. There's so many weapons and Marshall was kind of the underclassman odd man out there. But when he got the show to himself, he was a superstar. You pair him up with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. That is, that's a scary offense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, moving on now to the Bills. It looks like you have a pretty interesting pick here at 30. I uh, might be might be getting called bias here by a lot of people, but Javante Williams, I have going to Buffalo. And the reason for that is I love their offense, less the running back position. Their offense last year in the playoffs, every single play, it was an empty backfield and we know Josh Allen was going to pass. I do not remember, I do not recall remembering an offense that was as pass heavy as that Bill's offense. If they can get a running back like Javante Williams, that is as elusive as he is and as dominant as he is. He is the closest thing to Alvin Kamara the NFL draft has had in a while. And a lot of people would say, well, not why not take ETN? ETN is a true runner. It's not what the Bills need. They already have Devin Singletary, who kind of is not an ETN-level talent, but he plays a similar role where you get him the ball in space. Javante Williams can really be... Another, a guy that fits perfectly with Buffalo. And I think Javante Williams is scheme dependent. And I think that's really where Javante Williams is best suited. I'm honestly really surprised by this pick. Um, again, you said earlier that you, you think Williams is like, has a better, has a better fit in Buffalo than ETN, which I, I, I think, I think you're right there, but Again, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, two, two really good running backs for Buffalo. And I just think adding Williams to that backfield, I mean, you just can't go wrong there. You really can't. I totally agree. And they already – really, when you look at all the other players they could draft, I don't think they take a corner. A safety, there's no obvious picks. A linebacker, they could go Zayvon Collins. They could go Jamin Davis. I really just think the best fit for them is Javante Williams to really help out Josh Allen. And now moving on to the 31st pick, we alluded to it earlier in the draft. The Baltimore Ravens have another first round pick. Sam, what do you think they go there? So I think they're going to go wide receiver here uh, just to kind of round out that kind of wide receiver core that they have. Yeah, they have Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins, but I just don't think Miles Boykin is a good third wide receiver. I just think he's an okay type of guy like, hey, stick me in, coach. Give me some playing time type player. So that's why I think they go for more of a dynamic wide receiver here. And Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Mississippi. I really like Elijah Moore because he – yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have good size, but he's a really good slot receiver. I just think he's super 
underrated going into this draft. And I really like his ability to just route run on the field. And I think that'll give another option for Lamar Jackson to kind of get the ball out to his wide receiver. Totally agree. And Lamar Jackson is not the greatest, does not have the greatest arm, but Elijah Moore is a guy that can make plays himself. And I think that's something that the Ravens, they don't have. Hollywood Brown's a great talent, but he does not give them that ability to create plays and take it, take it to distance. Sammy Watkins does not either. Elijah Moore gives them that guy that can take it 99 yards. And now finally, who is the last pick? In the first round, I'm going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. LJ, who do you got? Well, first off, I have to say, I do not know why the NFL Draft Network says the Buccaneers' biggest weakness is the wide receiver position. That, that does not fit well with me. You already have three great receivers. But I, I think they go Eric Stokes. I think Stokes is not the most technically sound corner. I think he... Talent-wise, I think he can be the best corner in this draft. I think all all five of these guys taken in the first round can be the best corner in this draft. I think some are more sound than others, and others are more talented. I think Stokes, with an amazing front seven, he'd be the number two, number three corner right away, develop, give him some time. He's in the perfect situation in Tampa Bay. I I do like that pick, and he would honestly add some much-needed depth for them as they – Right now, their starters are Carlton Davis and Sean Mur- Murphy Bunting, which they're not they are not entirely bad, but then the the corners behind them are Cam Gill and Jamal Dean, which we really haven't seen them play that much for uh, Tampa Bay. So adding a guy like Stokes to the culture of Tampa Bay, it really – I really like – I really like the dynamic that Stokes offers to uh, the Tampa Bay's defense. Totally agree, and that concludes our first round of the mock draft. We will be doing a second round in a couple days. We'll be releasing that on the night the first round of the NFL draft comes out, either early, either late Thursday night or early Friday morning. But um, do you have any final words to say, Sam, before we hop off? Honestly, I think we have a very solid first round right here. You know, uh, I had a great time doing this with you. I look forward to our second episode. And yeah, we're, we're creating the best Eagles podcast out oh, there. I'm ready. Let's do this. Totally agree. All ramped up. Um, and we had that little quarterback controversy. We did not agree on the quarterbacks that were taken and we are you're wearing the Hertz jersey. I'm wearing the Wentz jersey. So that kind of fits well with what were the jerseys we're rocking today. <laughs> but anyway, guys, if you suck around for this episode or for the entire episode, especially the Bears fans, because we did talk about Mahomes and Watson. We love you guys, and thank you very much. This is LJ and Sam signing off.